Hello, and welcome to episode 104 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Clubhouse, you have to raise your hand. And if you raise your hand, it means you got to think about what you're going to say before you speak. And then when you come up on the stage, you can remain on the stage as long as the moderator allows you to remain on the stage. And that's when you can get into really fascinating dialogue. And it opens up all sorts of interesting creative applications, which I'm sure you've seen some of the plays and and musicals and all sorts of interesting comedy stuff. Just a lot of really interesting things that this kind of blank slate makes possible. Hello, my name's Ian Anson Gray, and this is episode 104 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. And in today's episode, I'm joined by Mike Stelsner. I'm going to be talking about how to use Clubhouse to grow your community. We'll be with you just after this. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content Content and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, it's Ian Anson Gray here. This is episode 104 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. This is the show that helps you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Now, everyone seems to be talking about this new live audio chat app, if that's what you want to call it, Clubhouse right now. It's becoming massively popular, but... This year, 2021, is my year of community. I wonder whether it is your year of community. How can we use Clubhouse to strategically grow our community? Well, in today's episode, I'm thrilled to be joined by the founder of Social Media Examiner, Mike Stelsner. We'll be showing you how you can use it to grow your community and make powerful connections. This show goes live every Tuesday and Thursday. We broadcast to a plethora of different destinations, including Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And the show notes for this episode, when this comes out as a podcast, will be at iag.me forward slash 104. Let me know where in the world you're watching from. If you're watching live and if you're watching the replay, just put hashtag replay in the comments. And if you want to join next time we're live, all you need to do is go to confident.live forward slash subscribe. Now, today's episode is sponsored by my friends at Agora Pulse, but also Launch Your Live, which is a course that I'm putting on in just over a week's time. It's the course that helps you launch your live show and your podcast with success. So here's a little bit more about Launch Your Live. 
Hello. Do you want to launch a professional live show and a podcast? You know, a regular live show is so powerful for so many reasons. First of all, it's a great way to grow your audience and community. People who actually want to work with you and buy from you. And of course, once you launch it, it becomes a powerful repurposing engine. Launch Your Live is a 10-day course that teaches you how to launch a successful live show. But not only that, it also helps you to launch your podcast from your live show. In the course, we'll cover how to plan, promote, produce, and repurpose your live shows and podcasts. And I'll be sharing with you my templates and processes with you. I'll cover all the gear and tools that you need, including cameras, lights, microphones, and live video tools such as Ecom Live, Restream, and OBS Studio. I'll show you how to use those things to level up your impact, authority, and profits. I'll be sharing my top camera and communication tips with my Confident Live warm-up formula. And that includes things like improving your posture, breath control, diction, and more, and getting over maybe that fear and anxiety that sometimes you feel when you press that go live button. The course is drip fed over the first five days, and I'll be giving live training in the group every single day for that first week. The second week is all about doing and practicing, putting all of that that you've learned into producing a successful live show and podcast. So I can't wait to work with you. What are you waiting for? Join the waiting list or sign up below. And let's launch your live. Well, awesome. If you're interested in that, just go to iag.me forward slash LYL. Without further ado, it's time to introduce Mike to the show. Mike, Michael Stelsner is the founder of Social Media Examiner, author of the books Launch and Writing White Papers, and the man behind Social Media Marketing World, the industry's largest conference. He's also host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast and founder of the Social Media Marketing Society. Welcome, Mike, to the show. Ian, thank you so much for having me. We need to have a, a live audience. We're missing the live audiences right now, aren't we? But uh, Yeah, it's all good. I mean, we, you know, we, things happen, we change. Exactly. Well, you know, you're you're known throughout the, the marketing world and beyond as the founder of Social Media Examiner and Social Media Marketing World. Tell us how you got into that. Because, how, I mean, it, so we first of all should say that at this time of year, this is beginning of March, we would all be in San Diego. I would be in San Diego. We would be at Social Media Marketing World, which I can definitely say has changed my life. It's changed the lives of so many people out there. And this is the baby that you started. And I would just love to know a little brief history of how you got into the, this kind of mad world that you're in. Yeah, so you're right. Today would be the last day of the conference if we didn't get COVIDed, if that's even a phrase. <laughs> but yeah, I started 2009, Social Media Examiner. I thought it was going to be a three-year experiment. Prior to that, I was a writer. And little did I know that we're coming up on, I think, 12 years, if I'm doing the math on this right. Some crazy high number. <laughs> yeah. But in the beginning, we were just a blog. And then eventually we were a podcast and then we were a YouTube channel and a live show and a conference, you know, and we've become now kind of a staple, if you will, in the marketing world. And yeah, it just all started with um, opportunity that I saw, which was to help marketers figure out how to use stuff that everybody was hiding. Because in the early days, back in 2007, 2008, social media was one of those things that nobody understood. 
And everybody that knew how to do it was basically saying, pay me money and I'll tell you how to do it. So I just decided to say, I'm just going to give it away for free. I'm going to find the best experts in the world and we're going to just create great content and we'll see what happens. And guess what? That's exactly what I'm doing with Clubhouse, by the way, as well right now. It's the core of my business model and probably the core of yours, Ian, which is to create amazingly high value content to draw an audience to you and ultimately only some of them become customers, but those that do hopefully become very loyal customers. And, you know, that's why people flock from all over the world every year to come to the conference in San Diego. I think you're right. But there was something, or the, there is something special about the community that has been, that you have grown through social media marketing world. There's something magical about it. And the fact that you create so many like amazing experiences through the event. It's like an event like I've no other. And I think that's why I've seen so many people posting on Facebook and, and other places, you know, oh, we would be in San Diego at this time of year and posting photos right. from the past. And, you know, there's probably been a few tears in the eyes because because obviously we can't we can't meet together. So when it comes to Clubhouse, I'm gonna ask you a little bit more about how you discovered it, but I just wanted to ask you do you think Clubhouse is kind of plugging into that gap in all our lives at the moment? Because we can't, most of us can't meet in person. We can't meet, meet in San Diego. Clubhouse for sure has grown faster because of the pandemic, because there is this desire to want to get together and communicate and it's not easy, right? And Clubhouse makes it easy. But Clubhouse isn't the only one that's benefited from the pandemic. So have a lot of the other social platforms you know, that have been innovating across the board. Uh, Twitter has been working on Twitter spaces before Clubhouse supposedly even came out because they knew that this thing that we call social audio was going to be a thing. I think that for sure the world circumstances have given people a lot more time because people don't have a commute to and from work as much anymore because they're stuck at home. People aren't able to gather around and have conversations as easily as they would in the past. So it does make a lot of sense then an app like Clubhouse um, is something that people are flocking to. The bigger question is, will they flock to it in a post-COVID world? And I'm here to tell you, yes, 100%, absolutely. I think you're right. And it's it's interesting, you know, a lot of people are talking about, uh, you know, are we going to go back to normal? And I think I think the world's changed. There is no I, such thing as going back to normal, right? Exactly. How about when, the, when the internet came out, did we go back to normal? <laughs> You know, do we go back to reading newspapers and like, um, you know, all the things that we had to do before the Internet, like going to Walmart to buy our stuff instead of having a package delivered to our front porch? Of course not. So we are entering into a new technological stage. It's like a video game. We've just gone up a level. No one's going to want to go back. You know, there isn't going to be anything like the normal. We're going to remember those days as the good old days. But we're also going to reflect on 2020 and 2021 as the days when new things were born, new opportunities have begun to emerge that maybe wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a pandemic, right? And those are, as we know, um, massive technological innovation has happened, right? Like the interest in live video has gone through the roof and you know this, Ian. So like, for example, you know, our church couldn't gather, but we were broadcasting live. So all of a sudden churches all over the world figured out finally how to broadcast and simulcast. (laughs) And then it wasn't just churches, right? Then eventually it was like, oh, we can do this for conferences, right? And conferences were broadcasting. 
And then, oh, we can do this for all aspects of our business. Oh, wait a minute. We don't even need buildings anymore. Maybe we can just have all of our employees work from home, right? So once people get a taste of this, they're not going to go back. There's going to be some people are going to go back to certain things. Like we hope they go back to restaurants. We hope they go back to physical conferences because we do feel like that kind of experience is not replaceable fully by technology. But once people get a taste of this new way, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to find this new way is actually better than the old way. I couldn't agree with you more. I think you're right. We have to obviously admit this has been a really difficult time for so many people. And you mentioned restaurants that, you know, there are certain businesses that have suffered, but there are plenty of businesses. You know, live video has, as you say, exploded, you know, apps like Clubhouse has exploded. And, and that's really, really exciting. And I think, you know, we, we are, there's been so many innovations and we can start to think, well, Let's embrace those things. The other thing, of course, is that so many people, you mentioned churches, for example, organizations and people have been wanting to do live video, but there's been something blocking them. Maybe it's confidence or something like that. They've had to. They've had to embrace it. Uh, And that's been an exciting thing. So I just want to bring in some comments. So we've got uh, Tim Sorn is saying, missing social media marketing world. What an incredible conference. I've made so many incredible connections. I totally agree with you. Mark Tennant saying is, is from Cleveland, Ohio. The beautiful Cleveland. I, I was there a couple of years ago, I think. Tim saying content shout out. World probably, to, right? What's that? Sorry? You were probably there for Content Marketing yes. World, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. Did, went for the first time in 2019. Uh, 2019. And a little yeah. aside, it was in Cleveland, Ohio that I got the bug to start Social Media Marketing World because I was at the very first Content Marketing World. And shout out to Cleveland, because if it wasn't for Joe Polizzi and Content Marketing World, I wouldn't have started Social Media Marketing World. <laughs> awesome. And I just, I love to hear the, I love to hear the stories of how things started. I'm going to ask you in a yeah. minute how you discovered Clubhouse, but just to, so we've got, uh, Tim is, is getting very reminiscent of, of uh, San Diego here. We've also got, uh, so Mark was there and uh, Gary likes to call it the next normal. I like that. So it's not the new normal, it's the next normal, whatever that go. is. <laughs> so before we started recording for the podcast part, you said that you joined Clubhouse a very, very long time ago in December yeah. last year, which is, which doesn't sound like a long time ago, but yeah, in, say, clubhouse years are like dog years, right? I mean, like uh, yeah. every month is like a year. <laughs> I know it's, it's mad. So how did you discover it? And I'm, I'm interested, you know, because it's a fascinating story. It, yeah. I, so I was just going to say, you know, the, the thing that I know, I'm sure a lot of people have said to you, and I felt like this myself, and I want you to be honest with me, whether you kind of had a bit of this yourself, there have been so many social networks that have started over the years. I mean, I've, I've forgotten half of them, but there's been Correct. all these Heat social networks. That have come. And all these things. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they've failed. So right. you, you kind of think, oh, Clubhouse is another another platform I need to to get to grips with. So there's obviously something that che- that you thought, ah, oh, this, this is different. And I'd love to know the story and what made you think yeah. that this could be something. It's a fascinating story of consequences, right? Like I made a decision that I was going to take over the social media marketing talk show, which is like this show. It's simulcast every Friday and it's also a podcast. I posted a picture. You're going to appreciate this, Ian, of my very first blab. Remember the blab days, Ian? Yes, I do. (laughs) I was reminiscing, right? And it was part of the story that I was writing on my Facebook post about 
how just like I was inspired to start this talk show over five years ago, I'm taking it back now and I'm excited about it. In the comment section, Michael Sanchez said, hey, if you loved Blab, you might want to check out Clubhouse. And I'm friends with Michael. So he introduced me to Clubhouse, brought me on, gave me a little private tour. And it was a weekend. And I just found myself stuck on there for hours, captivated by my experience. And I was like, you know, thank goodness uh, on the iPhone, there's a little thing that tells you how many hours you're booking, (laughs) right? Called screen time. So I looked at it and I'm like, are you kidding me? So my first weekend, I logged like 16 hours on the app. And I was like, whoa, I can't remember the last time I've spent 16 hours doing anything ever. Okay. Some of it was me talking up on stage. Others was me just listening passively, if you will, raising my hand, interacting with the audience. But I was like, wow, there's something magical here. And I just proceeded to like really wrap my brain around it. And I said to myself, this is an opportunity for business. This is an opportunity for marketers. This is an opportunity for anyone who has something to say. And that something to say oftentimes is, you know, podcasters and live video people, right? This is the perfect platform for them because there's something different about it. And I did something that honestly I have never done before, which is I wrote an article. I think it was called uh, Why Clubhouse Might Just Be the Next Social Big Social Media Platform. And it took off. And then I, a few days later, we, you know, we published another article. And it took off. And then I decided to film two YouTube videos and they took off. And then I decided to talk about it on the live show and it took off. And then I said, do a podcast on it and it took off. I was like, what the heck? Fast forward to just a few days ago, more than 1 million people, Ian, have read our articles on Clubhouse and more than 100,000 views on our two videos specifically on Clubhouse. And when when I started on the platform, there were less than a million users And two weeks ago, the founders said they are 10 million weekly active users. Now, that's breakout growth. And when you step back and you look at the big picture of like why Clubhouse right now, I mean, I can go there if you want me to, or we can wait because there's so much data. It's fascinating. We should definitely do that. And I think just before we do that, we should probably just explain what Clubhouse is. I have talked about it. I'd have done a whole show on Clubhouse before and I gave a walkthrough, but- You know, if you were, and I can see that Tonya has uh, in the comments, she's put a link to the playlist, which I think is, so if you're wanting to find out more about Clubhouse and if you want to see the, the videos and to find out more is, am I right in thinking it's social media examiner forward slash dot com slash CH. Yeah. And just a quick 30 seconds. The first video is a 15 minute video tutorial walkthrough for total beginners who've just downloaded the app. And by the way, the app right now is only iPhone and iPad, but the Android is coming very, very soon. The second video in that series is another 15 minute video, which is a a deep dive into how to start your, your rooms and how to moderate them like a pro. People love the videos. So to the bigger question, what is Clubhouse? You want me to answer that real quick? Yes, please. Yeah. So Clubhouse is a lot like live video, except there's no video. That's the easiest way to, to say it. I call it live audio. Basically, it, the easiest way of describing it is you just basically walk into a room like you're walking into a physical conference, okay? And as you walk into the room, you just kind of listen. And if you raise your hand, then you might be chosen to speak. But there is a stage, and up on the stage is a speaker or a series of speakers. And a lot of times these rooms on Clubhouse are multi-person rooms. They feel like a moderated dialogue. 
So at its most simplistic level, it's like a live podcast is probably the best way to describe it, except it's extremely interactive. And what makes it fascinating is that you can click on the face of anyone who's in the room and you can look at their bio. You can, you can click on their Instagram or Twitter profile. But what makes this app interesting is there is no chat. There is no private messaging. There is only audio. That's it. It is 100% audio, your face and your bio. Um, and it's because of what it has removed that makes it interesting, right? Because you can't have a chat stream going on like we have right now. That makes it interesting because there is no private messaging. That also makes it interesting. It's not till you connect your Instagram and your Twitter accounts that you can technically have private messaging because you can go over and DM someone on Instagram. In addition, it's like a podcast where you can minimize it and you can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it while you're walking. And that's also fascinating because you cannot do that right now with a live stream, right? With the live stream, you have to be watching the stream. If you, if you exit out of the app or whatever, it'll stop the stream. So that's the other fascinating side of it is that you can passively consume it doing whatever you normally do. You could play a live video when you're walking, but you might walk into a tree or something. So it wouldn't be a good well, idea to do that. You might also drain your battery because you're streaming the video, right? So. <laughs> exactly. That's one of the things I love about Clubhouse is, that is because it's audio only. I mean, that was one of the things, one of the first times I used Clubhouse, I was actually washing the dishes. And I, I think I was in a room with you. And then I, I ended up going on the stage and talking. And I thought, this is really surreal. You know, I'm, I'm kind of at home washing the dishes and, and then I've just paused and I'm, and I'm speaking with Mike Stelzner and a, a few other people on that. And I thought this, this is awesome. It's, it's allowing people to communicate and to be in a discussion and to consume content in the same way as you maybe would when you're listening to a podcast. So I love that. It's a lot like those hallway conversations at a conference though. That's yes. the thing that makes it different. So yes. It can be like a fit walking into a room with a formal presentation, but it's a little less formal. So it, t it tends to be more like that circle of people standing around in the hall at social media marketing world, and everybody has something to say. And it's that rich dialogue, and it's very social in that regard. It's that rich dialogue that makes it different than just a live stream, right? Because with this live stream, we've got this dynamic of, of a chat going on on the side and you can bring that conversation in. But with Clubhouse, you have to raise your hand. And if you raise your hand, it means you got to think about what you're going to say before you speak, right? And then when you come up on the stage, you can remain on the stage as long as the moderator allows you to remain on the stage. And that's when you can get into really fascinating dialogue. And it opens up all sorts of interesting creative applications, which I'm sure you've seen some of the you know, plays and, yeah. and musicals and all sorts of interesting comedy stuff. Just a lot of really interesting things that this kind of blank slate makes possible. Absolutely. And of course, the other thing, the other important thing to, to say is it's audio only. But the other thing is there is, so there is no chat. And I have seen a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but a substantial minority of people complaining about that, saying, well, it would be so much better if we had a back chat channel. And I kind of think that lose, I don't know what you think, Mike, but I think that kind of loses the I'll point. I'll tell of you it. right now what I think, because I've actually used a tool that allows that back channel to happen. And it does actually distract from the conversation. Yeah. You know, we, I used a third party tool that allows people to put questions in and other people to upvote the questions. But I found that when you're in clubhouse, you're super focused and present just on the conversation. When you're standing around 
you know, in a circle at a, at a physical location, you know, if all of a sudden comments were streaming in below you, that'd be weird. You know what I mean? It just doesn't create the same kind of dynamic. And I think because there's no need to be camera ready, it's very easy for someone to just turn on their audio. And that audio commenting is almost like the uniqueness of what makes it special, I think. I totally agree. And of course, the other thing that we need to mention about Clubhouse that some people complain about, but I think, and I'm sure you agree with me, that is is one of the real advantages is there is no replay. I've seen a lot of people talk about, well, you know, I've I need to be careful with my time and I want to create content that is evergreen. And so if I go and if I go in Clubhouse, it's all going to be lost. It's all in the moment. But of course, there's a big advantage in that. And I just would be interested to know, I have my views and my thoughts on that, but I'm interested. Okay, here's how I want everybody to think about this differently. When you speak at an event, there's generally no recording. Why do you choose to go speak at an event? You go to speak at an event because you have a live captive audience and there's something special about having a live captive audience. It allows you to develop that relational capital really, really fast. There's generally never recordings at most events, right? You walk out and it's done and that experience is done. But what happens when you have that live experience that people don't want to miss out on is they pull out their notepad and they start taking notes. They get more attentive to every word that you say. They become very, very captivated in the moment when they know they can get the recording of it later, they're just going to not necessarily be as present and focused. And as a result, what actually happens on Clubhouse is business happens there faster than any other platform, full stop, bar none. I've been told by so many individuals that they have been able to accomplish on Clubhouse the very same things they accomplished speaking at events. But the difference is they don't have to travel. They don't have to prepare a presentation. All they've got to do is go live on Clubhouse and have a dialogue with people. And it creates an incredible amount of like social capital, relational capital, because people do business with those whom they know, like, and trust. And when you can accomplish that in a, in a, in a, in a great, and they can hear you, right? It's the real you, unscripted, right? When you prepare a presentation, you practice it, and you get up on the stage. That's a little different than actually tackling live Q&A on the fly, And people can tell if you're a professional or if you're not a professional when you do something like that. And it really is powerful for your business. So instead of looking at, excuse me, Clubhouse as a a place to create original content, think of it as a place to nurture your audience, to develop stronger relationships with people, to recruit possible talent for your podcast or for your other channels, or just to create a great experience for your community. And the fact is that it's not recorded is what makes it attractive. It's why people stick. Why do you, The average session duration on Clubhouse is 90 minutes, Ian. Yeah. When was the last time you've ever spent 90 minutes doing anything on any social platform straight? Maybe YouTube, if it's really captivating, right? Maybe Netflix, right? But not a social platform, right? The average, average is 90 minutes. That means that there's people spending hours on this. I've had people fall asleep Literally. I mean, it's crazy. People, I mean, I hate to tell you how many hours a week I spend on Clubhouse. I think I'm down to six hours a week right now, Ian, down to six. Okay. And I know people, I know people that spend a lot more time I than know. I do on the platform. I've, I've heard. Well, uh, I, I got to ask you a little bit more about that in a bit. So Lisa Monks is here from Dan Under saying, I hope they don't add a chat feature. It will be too distracting. And I agree with you, Lisa. And I think there's also something about the fact that it isn't recorded 
creates this kind of safe environment where people can say what's more on their mind. I think there's more frank discussions. That's one of the things I love about it. I just felt more safe to to talk about things in the knowledge that this is not going to be then broadcast out everywhere. So what should our strategy be on Clubhouse? And (laughs) how do we avoid it being such a time suck and use it for good? Because I have seen some people that almost, I'm I'm worried whether they actually sleep. They seem to be on it all the time. But I have seen lots of examples of how we could use it for good. So any thoughts on, you've you've already mentioned a few, but I'm just interested if you could expand on ways we could use it. I think the strategy for every individual is going to be a little bit different. I will tell you what my strategy is, and then maybe Ian, we can kind of see what what kind of opportunities that opens up. So every single Saturday, either at 7 a.m. or 9 a.m. Pacific, I go live on Clubhouse for about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes max. For example, this coming Saturday, I am doing Clubhouse on local business and clubhouse. And I've got a whole bunch of people, including Chocolate Johnny out of Australia, Dennis Yu, Tyler Anderson, uh, and a bunch of other experts that I've got a relationship with. And we're talking about how they and their customers are using clubhouse. And we're going to have a lot of serendipity because we're going to bring people up live. We never know how that's going to work or what's going to happen. I don't prepare any script at all. I just plan on introducing my guests and I ask them a couple of questions and we go from there. It's completely spontaneous and serendipitous. And what we do is we're now at the point where every Saturday we've done a show now since since mid-December. And now what we're doing is we're starting to schedule these into our promotional cycle. So starting on Wednesday, March the 3rd, when Clubhouse drops the new version of their app, they will have links now to profiles on Clubhouse and also to clubs on Clubhouse, which we'll get to a little bit later. But if you schedule your, um, your, your, your room, they call it, on Clubhouse, you can get a link and you can share that link all over the place. And that's what you want to do. So, so what we're doing is we're sharing the link in our email newsletter. And it's like another piece of content on top of my podcast and on top of my live show. So this just is a different kind of community content. So the strategy for us is to just grow our community. We have about 26,000 people that follow the Social Media Examiner Club. And um, and we just want to be known for creating great content on Clubhouse. And we try to be some of the best focused content because a lot of the content on Clubhouse, as you know, Ian, can go for three or four hours completely unfocused. We want people to know that it's going to be structured. It's going to be moderated by me. And it's going to be valuable. We always end on a high note. I'm always very careful about who I choose to bring up on the stage. And we always keep the dialogue going. Another one of my strategies on Clubhouse is to look for talent. So I've found a lot of great talent on Clubhouse that I'm bringing on to my podcast and onto my live show and maybe eventually even to some of my other opportunities. So I look at it from a talent acquisition perspective in addition to a content creation platform. Another way that I could use Clubhouse is when news breaks, I could go live on Clubhouse and talk about the news. And I've seen people do that. I've not done that yet, but I could. If some big news breaks, we could just go ahead and go live and just say, what do you all think? And let's talk about it. I prefer to have a more structured plan of creating editorial content. In addition, I've done special events on Clubhouse. And I have pre-negotiated with the speaker that I'm going to record just my interview of that speaker. And then we're not going to record the Q&A. I've taken those recordings. I have made transcripts out of those recordings. 
And then I have actually created blog articles out of those recordings. So we're trying to figure out if we have special events, you know, we can record those using our roadcaster and, and, and that way we can multi-purpose that content. So Ian, I've just thrown a whole bunch of ideas out there. I know there's a million others, but if you want to ask more questions about that, we can go there or wherever wow. you want to go. That's, that's amazing. So I think what, what I took from that is that it's structured. You have a strategy. It's not just a case of going on Clubhouse and seeing what happens. You have a regular Clubhouse room every Saturday and you, you've got to focus on that. You're wanting to build that community. You're wanting to give value in the same way that that's kind of what social media marketing world is all about. And I, I love that. Right. I think that's, that's what I want to do. I, I want to, you know, that's my strategy on Clubhouse is to do one or two sessions per week. I also loved the fact that you have a cap on it. So an hour and a half, I think you said, you know, you, there's a set time. People yeah, know and I always, tell, I always tell the speakers, hey, look, this is how long they typically are. Yeah. And, you know, people know that they're going to spend a little bit more time on Clubhouse because it's so, so they don't want to leave typically once they've started, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you got to end it. If you put a cap on it, then every, and, and my audience knows that they'll never be longer than that. And that's valuable for them because a lot of times, if you know, if you have a following on Clubhouse and they know that you're structured, they know that there's a certain formula that you follow and they know that they'll always find value. What ends up happening is they commit to it, right? And they show up. And they take notes and they share it on the socials and all that fun stuff. But, you know, the truth is Clubhouse is, and, and I would like to say just a couple to the, to the skeptics out there, Clubhouse, we've never seen ever as much media as we have for Clubhouse. We're talking everywhere. Any major media entity in the world, they've covered Clubhouse. They all have, okay? And that's crazy. And part of it is because Elon Musk was on there. And that opened up the whole fintech world and the financial world. And then you've had Bill Gates has been on there. And then Mark Zuckerberg has been on there. So you've had a lot of really, really high profile Oprah Winfrey, right? So you, they've been smart about bringing on people that are high profile in different niches and industries. And as a result, it has drawn a really fascinating plethora of talent to the platform. So Love that. And you use my favorite you know. word. You use the word plethora. Which I don't know why that's my favorite word, but anyway, it's yeah, more it's cornucopia into here too. So we'll see. <laughs> that's great to hear the strategy, and we may, may come back to that in a bit. But I thought it would be a good idea just to just before our little break to maybe go through Clubhouse, and obviously we have to be aware of sure. if you're listening to this on podcast uh, on the podcast, we'll do our best to explain what's going on the screen. So I'm just going to share my screen here, and as Mike says, at the moment Clubhouse is iOS only. So you, you have to run it on your iPhone or your iPad, but Android is coming. Not quite sure when, but it is going to come. Uh, so Mike, just maybe, can you take us through the basics if we're getting started with Clubhouse? Yeah. And maybe at I mean, this point also, if you see, could mention see. clubs yeah. as well, so we understand what that means. Yeah. Funny little story. We see Guy Kawasaki is here uh, live and Guy had no idea what he was doing, so I guided him through how to do that. <laughs> um, let's, let's focus our attention to the search bar on the upper left-hand corner. The key to Clubhouse is to follow people and to follow um, um, clubs. So if you go down a little bit in Clubhouse, you'll see this section that says, find conversations about. And in every one of these different categories, like for example, let's just click on tech. You're gonna see a bunch of different categories and let's click on marketing. So what you do is you just find the category that you're interested in, but because we're interested in marketing, we scroll down and we see all these different clubs that we can follow. And the key to Clubhouse is to follow clubs because clubs typically produce content. 
if you scroll down enough, you'll eventually see the Social Media Examiner Club should be in there. There it is. So uh, the idea here is to find things that you're interested in. For example, I'm interested in cryptocurrency. I'm interested in entrepreneurship. I'm interested in marketing. So you go here and you follow these clubs. And then you'll start to see, if you go back to the main feed, that these clubs host rooms. And you can just click the tech at the top and explore button and uh, just go back to the main. Keep hitting the explore button in the upper left. And you're going to go back uh, left arrow and then go all the way back to the main feed. Now, as you begin to follow clubs and you begin to follow people, you will start to see uh, clubs that are hosting rooms and you'll also see people that you follow that are in rooms. And if you scroll down the feed enough, you will eventually see a room that is sponsored by a club. And you can tell, if you scroll up a little bit, right, stop right there, um, you can tell a club because it has all caps and a little Monopoly green thing next to it, right? And that, that's a club that's sponsoring a room. And, and if you go into a room and it's fascinating, you can follow the club and you might see more content like that. So the, if you see something you're not interested in, you can take and you can swipe to the left and you can hide any particular room. So if there's something in there that you don't care about, maybe it's in a foreign language or whatever, you swipe left and you can just hide that room. So this is where it gets fascinating, Ian, is when you think about us as marketers and business people, how do we use clubs versus our personal profile? This is where it gets really fascinating. A club is like a Facebook group and a personal profile is like your Facebook profile. But the club, what makes it different than a Facebook group is that you can have a um, members of the club and you can have followers of the club. So in the case of Social Media Examiner, I believe, Ian, you are a member of the Social Media Examiner Club, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I'm sure I've invited you. I'm only allowing a couple hundred members and they tend to be speaker friends. Okay. Or friends that have been on my podcast. Everyone else is a follower of the club. And this is the interesting dynamic of a club. A club can have multiple admins, which means that you can have multiple individuals hosting rooms inside your club. Clubs can do public rooms or they can do social rooms or they can do private rooms. And let's just think about private and public rooms right now. So if you do a private room for your club, the only people that are going to see that are the members of the club. And that could be really interesting for your business. If you've got a membership, for example, uh, let's say you've got a paid program or whatever, you can set up a club just for your paid program. And only the people that belong to the club will even be able to participate in the club. You might be able, maybe you want all the members of the club to be able to create rooms around the club, or maybe you want to create exclusive content for people that belong to the club. In the case of Social Media Examiner, we are only creating public club information right now. So we're just trying to grow a loyal following for the club, more like a Facebook page and a little bit less like a Facebook group. When you follow a club, if you go back to your screen sharing, Ian, whenever, and if you click on the arrows, I mean, the little thing at the very top, which is the bell, if you click on the bell at the top, you will see if you're following a club, you will see that a room was scheduled for a club. So right there, Mitch Jackson has scheduled a room. Okay. So it's probably because you're following Mitch Jackson. But if you subscribe to a club, you would also see, like, here's one. You probably you probably belong to Club Pod. Maybe you don't follow Nick. So it says Nick scheduled this in, with Club Pod, right? So everyone gets notified whenever a club schedules a room. And that's an important thing so that they can choose to put that room on their calendar if they want to. So eventually what's going to happen is clubs are going to be able to see all of the scheduled activities so the founders have said you'll be able to see a nice agenda of all the, 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 the rooms that are scheduled inside of a club. 
And that's going to be really, really important. Everything is moving towards club with Clubhouse. As a matter of fact, you will eventually be able to create a club, as many clubs as you want, just like you can create as many Facebook pages as you want. And that's coming very soon. Wow, that's really exciting. And I think that is definitely one of the strategies that we can adopt, you know, focusing on not just you individually on Clubhouse, but creating a club. And this is obviously what you've done with the Social Media Examiner Club. And, and I love the, the way you described the distinction between followers and uh, what was members. the members. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great. Just to just to say, if you've joined us, this is the Confident Live Marketing Show. I'm joined by Mike Stelsner. We're talking about how you can use Clubhouse to grow your community. So thank you for, for joining us. And of course, if you've got any questions or comments, do pop them up in the comments. It'd be great to hear from you. But it's time for my next sponsor, which is the amazing Agora Pulse. The Confident Live Marketing Podcast is made possible thanks to our sponsor, Agora Pulse. Agora Pulse is the all-in-one social media management tool. Publish, schedule, monitor, and engage on all your social media platforms. And with the social inbox, you and your team can manage all your messages comments and mentions all in one place and get to that magical inbox zero and don't forget the amazing analytics and reporting so you can see how your social efforts are performing get your first month completely free at agorapulse.com forward slash confident live you're listening to the confident live marketing podcast Awesome. Well, thank you, Agora Pulse, for sponsoring the show. So I'm here with Mike Stelzner. We're talking about talking about Clubhouse. And I want to ask you about what makes a good room host. I've seen you being a, a room host, or I've heard you, I should say, on Clubhouse. Um, and sure. there's a few things, there's quite a few things that I notice about the way you do it. You're very skilled at this. You've obviously had a lot of experience with this. Just Tell us a few things about what makes a good club host. I think, first of all, the club host, which is really technically a moderator, you should not be dominating the conversation if you want to create a truly interactive room. And I think you should not let any one person dominate the conversation either. So the way that I like to do it is I like to call on people, which I think is the best way to make sure it's an interactive experience. So normally when you go into a room, you've probably got one or two or three or four guests that you want. So normally when I start out a room, I might ask, I might introduce them or ask them to briefly introduce themselves. And then I'll ask a question and I'll say, all right, everybody, give me a quick 60 second answer to it. In addition, what I'll do is ask people to come up on the stage. And the key thing is to look, at, you can decide, you can look at the profile of people who have raised their hands and you can choose to bring up whoever you want to choose to bring up. You don't have to bring in just anybody up. So you might not want to bring up a newbie on the stage and you can tell they're a newbie because they have the confetti icon because maybe they don't understand how to create a great experience on Clubhouse. For example, when you bring someone up on the stage, they are automatically unmuted. So a good moderator will watch for that and mute that because you'd be surprised what they say. Oh, like, oh I'm on the stage, you know, and they say these crazy <laughs> things and they first come up on Clubhouse because they don't know any better. You've probably yeah. experienced this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to mute them as you bring them up on stage. You want to let people know at what point, hey, we're about to bring people up on stage. If you want to raise your hand, get in the queue. You want to look at the bios of people and kind of try to add people that are going to add to the conversation, right? Ideally, bring a diversity of voices up on the stage. If you have a mostly male-dominated panel, maybe bring some women up there. You know, those are the kind of things you want to think about. Maybe bring some interesting industries. If you have noticed from the profile, these are from different industries that might add a diversity to the conversation. 
One thing you might want to do is move people back to the audience when they're done with their question so that there is a stream of people coming and going. I try to never have more than 12 people up on the stage at any given time, Ian. I feel like I won't even go into a room if I see 25, 30 people up on the stage. And you can tell because when you are in the hallway, they call it, you'll see the number of people in the room, a slash and another number. If that number is bigger than like, if, if it's hundreds or thousands, and then you see like 20, 30, 50, you know, the chances of you, first of all, having a rich dialogue are going to go down because there's way too many people on the stage. In addition, the likelihood that you might be able to get up on the stage is also going to be very low. So you want to look for that lower number, ideally, to have a richer experience. And I could go a thousand different directions with this if you want to ask further questions. Well, I'm sure one of the things I agree with you with that number, I I think one of the things I, I love about smaller rooms, either the whole room being small or particularly the stage being small, there's more intimacy, I think. And right. if it's too big... It, it, it gets unwieldy. So I think that is the job of the moderator and or the room host. And and you're abs- I, I totally agree that as the room host, your job is to kind of facilitate. I mean, yes, you can. I'm sure you've you've given your thoughts and, and your wisdom on, on For topics. Sure. Yeah. And that's that's the key, right? It's not about you. It's about the guest. Yes. Absolutely. And, and that's Ian, that's what's, that's what makes a good interview too, right? When you're interviewing someone on a podcast like this or in a live experience, it, it is definitely the dynamic of many different voices. But in order to make that dynamic work, you have to be, a, you have to be cognizant of the fact that you're going to have some alphas in the room, right? That might want to talk more than the others, right? And you might want to have to say, you know what, hold that thought, so-and-so, we're gonna, we, we want to go back and finish this other thought, right? And it's really, really important to maintain control of the room. Because if you don't maintain control of the room, someone else is going to take control of the room and it's not going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can learn that the hard way. You're, you're so true that yes. there will be some alpha types. And, and often it's sometimes you need to give some people in the room encouragement. They may be a little bit nervous if they've done this for the right. first time, but they, that doesn't mean that they've got anything less valuable to say. But there are, the great thing is there are rooms out there that if you are new to Clubhouse where you can like uh, dip your toe in, in the water and, and get started with it. So definitely recommend doing that. Now, I can see we're, we're getting towards the end of the show. And oh my goodness, there's so many questions that I want to ask you and, and we, could, we could get into more stuff there. But what I want to ask you, we talked before about strategy. So this is kind of a follow-up question to that. How can we use Clubhouse to grow our community on a week-by-week basis? If communities is the really important thing to do, you've, you've mentioned we can have, uh, we can have a sh- like a room every week you, like you do on a Saturday. Is there anything else that we can do in order to connect with our audience, build those networks and that community? Any tips on that? Yes. First of all, from a marketing perspective, you can tell people to take some sort of action by clicking on your bio. This is a really important thing for a lot of us to to realize. We have a pretty long bio. However, there is no links that are active in that bio. So you could tell everyone, hey, if you want to carry on this conversation, you know, DM me on Instagram, for example, is a great way to develop community, right? So if you go to the bottom of any bio, you can see the Twitter and the Instagram links right there. And you can just encourage people to private message you, right? That allows you to take that community development because there's a lot of people that are going to discover you just because you're on the platform, right? Because the algorithm, maybe they're not followers of you, but they're followers of the interest topic that you happen to be, you know, broadcasting into. So that allows you to take people off the platform. 
I always say, hey, this is our next topic. Like I do what's called a room reset, which is really important. Like every about 15 minutes, I'll say, hey, I see there's a lot of new people in the room. Here's what we're talking about. And by the way, follow the Social Media Examiner Club. And then I'll tell them also, we've got a show every Saturday, you know, so just mark it on your calendar and be sure you come, right? Or I'll say uh, next Saturday at this time, this is what we're talking about. And it just eventually gets people acclimated to showing up to that live experience when it happens. Those are just a couple of thoughts that come right off the top of my, my head, Ian, if you want to just keep asking questions. That's, okay. that's great. And just, just the other thing is for people who are new to this, if they want to create a club, so I think everything else, you know, creating your own profile. And by the way, please fill in your profile. Don't just leave it blank. You know, please Correct. do that. That's really important. But if people want to create a club, are there any things that they need to think about? Do they have to be a member on Clubhouse for long, a long period of time? Anything they need to think about? Very soon, anyone will be able to create as many clubs as they want immediately and instantly. So at this point, just wait. And it might be just a couple of weeks and everybody will be able to create as many clubs as they want. Like awesome. I like I mentioned earlier, they'll be just yeah. like Facebook pages. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It took me forever to get my first club. I'm still waiting to get my second club, but they, the founders have said, hey, this is coming. And by the way, if you guys want to learn a lot more, every Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific, the founders go live and they talk about literally all the stuff they're working on which is a lot of fun. So you can kind of get the inside scoop on kind of where they're going and all the fun stuff that they're doing. Awesome. Two more, two quick things before we finish. The first thing is, so this this show is all about going live and being confident with a, with a live show. Is there a way that we can use Clubhouse alongside that? Now, I'm not talking about live streaming your Clubhouse. There are strict rules on recording. You need to get permission from the speakers to do that. But is there a way, for example, would you suggest going live on Facebook or YouTube, and then having a room where you can have like a, a, a discussion forum for your, for your, your There's community. There's a lot afterwards. of people in that do that. For example, they have their post show, like Nick Nimmin on YouTube. He goes live for like three or four hours and then he'll have a post show on Clubhouse. People that have really big live shows will have a post show on Clubhouse, right? And they'll treat it more as like a fun social opportunity. So it's kind of like, whatever you could possibly imagine. You know, I know it's crazy to think that you would have a post show that's not on live video if you're a live video person, but people have been experimenting with it because there is something to live video where like you're just chatting on the side, right? But the opportunity to actually hear the voice and have that dialogue exactly. on Clubhouse, I think that's what brings the fun to it, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, live video, there's definitely a community. We have a community here, people who are watching, right. but we can't actually talk directly unless I bring people onto the show. So I totally agree with you. So you've talked about what's next in Clubhouse and I'm really excited about those changes, but there are alternatives. You know, there's Twitter spaces. I still haven't got access to Twitter spaces, so I've not been able to play with it as Facebook, you know, so what, what's your view on that? And it's got Facebook is working on something as well. Well, I have experienced Twitter spaces, Ian, but I don't have it myself. I've been mm -hmm. on probably six or seven of them. And I actually had a beta tester on my uh, one of my clubhouse, I guess, shows, if you will. Twitter is working aggressively to try to open up unlimited sized rooms. They call them spaces. If you follow the spaces account on Twitter, you can begin to see rooms that are going live on Twitter. They don't really call them room, they call them spaces. But I've had a chance to talk to some of their developers and stuff in spaces. And I think that that's another fascinating rollout, right? This is why the concept of social audio is more than just Clubhouse. We can say Clubhouse is the first, 
Twitter will be the second, Facebook will be the third, and who knows what's coming after that. But this is a new way of doing content and doing live content. And I think I think Clubhouse is going to be the leader for a while because there is something fun about being able to do private rooms, which you cannot do in Twitter spaces, scheduling those rooms. I mean, there's just a lot of fun stuff. It's not going to be easy for Twitter to knock Clubhouse completely off, but there's going to be a lot of people who, because they've already got a large following on Twitter, are going to, their first experience with social audio will probably be on Twitter spaces. They'll probably be the first to come out with support on Android, but right now they are also only on the iPhone. Always iPhone first. It's always the way. Just a developer cost, you know? I so. know, I know. And it's actually one of the, the main reasons I got my first iPhone. I was an Android user for years, was Facebook Live. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to get an iPhone. And it's the same with Clubhouse. I see so many Android users getting their first iPhone or iPad. Or their iPads, right? So many people got iPads for I know. the kids for Christmas as their <laughs> excuse. As an excuse. I know, I know. It's, it's really bad. Anyway, well, thank you, Mike. I, I'm aware of time. I know you need to go. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. How can uh, people find out more about, about you, what you're working and what, what's next at the moment with you? Yeah. So Social Media Examiner Club, you can follow. I am Stelzner on Clubhouse. And if you want to check out those videos, tutorials, I think they'll be very helpful at socialmediaexaminer.com slash ch. And do remember that every Saturday morning, uh, I do host a Social Media Examiner Live Clubhouse usually at 7 a.m. or 9 a.m. Pacific. So if you want to experience like how I do it, I think that that would be awesome. And maybe if you come up on stage, tell me you found me through uh, the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. That's awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. I've Now that the kids, the uh, kids, uh, all the schools in the UK have been closed uh, since Christmas. So, but they go back to school next week. So I actually might, <laughs> might be able to get on Clubhouse and do a few more things. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been awesome to have you on the show. And so I just want to say thank you so much for listening and for watching. If you haven't checked out the podcast, go to iag.me forward slash podcast. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Oh, yeah.